It matters what you say out of your mouth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you turn with me this morning to uh, 1 John, 1 John chapter 4. We're going to look at some scriptures today that uh, if they aren't familiar to you, you want to make them familiar to yourself. Glory to God. You want to highlight, you want to underline, uh, you want to know these scriptures. But um, just, just because some of us have looked at them year after year doesn't mean there's more in here that we, we can't gain and glean from these scriptures. So we all want to listen as if we've... Uh, you know, as if it's the first time or, or we're just, we're, we're learning for the first time. And so First John chapter 4, glory to God. We, are, we can start, um, so, so much of it's good. Let's start in verse 7. First John 4 verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. That's a big statement right there. Because God is love. You got that? God is love. That's, that's not just one of his character traits. That's what he is. God is love. When you read the word God, you could put love in that, in that, um, in that spot and not be wrong. God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. In us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Hallelujah. He's given us his spirit. In his love, he gave us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. What does that mean? He lives in him. Hallelujah. And uh, there we are. And he in God. So, this is a verse we want to get to. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Amen. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. Hallelujah. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Amen. Can everyone say to know? And to, and to believe the love. The love. Hallelujah. Amen. To know and to believe the love. That phrase has just been rolling around in me the past several days. To know and to believe yeah. the love. Amen. There's things we're to know about the love of God. Amen. There's things we're to believe about the love yes. of God. 
Now, you know, we, we minister often on the subject of faith, and, and my husband is, has, has taught us well and, and told us, you know, the word for believe and faith, you could almost interchange them, right? There's, they're the same thing. So we could say this, we've come to know and have faith yeah. in the love. We have faith in the love that God has for us. We have faith. We believe the love that God has for who? For, for, for us. For us. For me. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He so loved you. Glory to God. He so loved me. Hallelujah. That he gave his son. We, there's things that we can know about the love of God and, and we can talk about the love of God. But there are things that we, we have to believe have faith in the love he has for us. And I dare say that is something that we will ever be growing in. Even when we get to heaven, I think we're going to be overwhelmed with the love God has Mm -hmm. for us. Glory to God. So uh, this morning, we, we just want to kind of chew on this, kind of meditate on, on some of this. And uh, we're going to look at another passage here. Uh, we, we might come right back to this, but we're going to look at some scripture this morning. Ephesians 3 is a, a place we want to look at. To know and to believe the love that God has for us. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, and uh, we'll start in verse 14. This is a prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And he said this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power Mm -hmm. through his spirit in your inner being, So that, why does he want you to be granted with power, strengthened with power? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts Mm -hmm. through faith, takes faith, that you being rooted and grounded in what? In love. May have strength to comprehend, understand with all the saints what is the breadth (laughs) and length and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. That is a major statement, a major prayer. Um, Now, these prayers in Ephesus, there's a couple, there's one in uh, Colossians and Philippians, that these prayers that Paul prayed for these churches, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're in these letters for a reason. Right. 
Uh, they're example prayers, if we could say it this way. They're things that Paul prayed for the believers in the, the places that he planted churches and, and got people born again. He prayed these. Um, and in and, and one place he says, uh, I, I bow my knees. You know, he's, he's, always, he's always looking to pray and, and ask God that they be strengthened, that they be enlightened, that they be fortified with these, with these particular things. And in this particular prayer, he's saying, I want them to know and understand this love that God has. I want them to know the breadth the width, the depth, the height mm -hmm. of his love. God's love goes higher than we can imagine. Yes. It goes deeper than we could ever dig. It goes farther. It stretches out. It reaches things that we think God couldn't possibly reach. Right. Mm -hmm. And Paul asked the father said, Lord, help them to see this. Help them to know the love and how massive it is. How it stretches, how it touches, how it gets to people that you think it could never reach. Paul prayed this for the people at Ephesus. And guess what? We can pray this for ourselves and for those that we know in the body of Christ. Lord, help us to know and believe this love that you have for us, that we would be strengthened and able to comprehend. Now, this is interesting, that we'd be able to comprehend with all the saints. Let me say it right. Comprehend with all the saints the breadth, length, height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses Knowledge. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? How can you know something that surpasses knowledge? Mm. It surpasses our mm -hmm. mental yeah. knowledge. Wow. Mm -hmm. We could never, we'll never be able to grasp the love of God with our brain, right. with mm -hmm. our mental knowledge. It's so far beyond that. Mm -hmm. yes. Hallelujah. It's so far beyond that to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that's why Paul was asking God to help them to see it, to know it, because it's not something that we're just going to get with our mind. It's something that God has to help reveal to us. Glory to God, this, this love that stretches and reaches. Mm -hmm. Now, God's love... Um, we're going to look at three different uh, areas that God's love can touch or, or, or reaches to. And the first one, the first area, is the world. Or we could say it this way, in the church, we'd say it this way, the sinner or the person who doesn't know God yet. The lost. John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world Amen. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. 
God so loved the world. He so loved all the people on the planet that live right now today that he sent Jesus thousands of years ago. It's impossible for our brains to comprehend a love that loves somebody who doesn't even know them yet. The breadth, Mm -hmm. the length, the depth, the height, how far his love stretches, Mm -hmm. reaches. God loves somebody who's basically looked in God's face and cursed him. God loves people that know nothing but Satan's kingdom and know nothing but yielding to the enemy. God loves the murderer, the rapist. Mm -hmm. He loves the bigot. God loves the world. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. God loves the world. Can you say that with me? God loves, God loves the, the world. world. Everyone in it. That's right. His love reaches farther than our mind can comprehend. And so when you come up to a person that you think, well, God, you know, I've prayed for him for 20 years. And he's not, he's not gotten any better. He's gotten worse. It, it's just never, you're never going to be able to reach him. You're never going to be able to get to him. You're, it's just not gonna, he's never going to respond to you. Well, we need, some, we need some renewal on the inside of us because God's love, it can reach farther. Yeah. Yes. It can reach Amen. deeper. It can get into the hearts of people that, Ah, uh, we thought God could never touch. Right. God, God they're, they're just, I'm done praying for them because I don't see how you can do this. It, you don't have to see and understand mentally how God, the love of God is going to reach them. You just have to know and understand the love. Oh, that God's love reaches farther and it goes deeper and it'll get higher than that. You know, wherever those people try to run, God can find them there. Hallelujah. God knows where they are and he can reveal himself to them. God loves the world. He loves the world. He so loved the world, he gave Jesus before they ever got here. Hallelujah. We need to be praying, Lord, help me understand your love. Help me know this love. Help me see and comprehend how it stretches to those that I think are unlovable. How it reaches these that I think are just untouchable. The love to come to know and to believe, have faith in that love. That love goes farther than I can think about. That love reaches, that love can reach them. God's love can touch them. Father, thank you for your love extending in their direction. Thank you. Hallelujah. It changes your prayer life when you begin to comprehend the love 
that passes understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God loves the world. Romans 5, 8. Romans 5, 8, it says this. Praise the Lord. But God shows his love for us. <laughs> In that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God shows his love. God shows his love. When God shows his love to us, it's in action. It's in action. It's in giving. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Now this love, this God type of love, the, the word in the Greek is agape. It's a big word, agape. Hallelujah. God is agape. This is an, an unconditional love. And according to this description that Paul prays that we know, it, it reaches farther. It goes higher. It goes deeper. It stretches out wider than we, we can understand with our minds. This agape love. It, it loves the sinner before they know God. Brother Hagen, he tells a story about um, getting, he got a Christmas card one time from the McAllister prison in Oklahoma. And it was, it was all these men that were on death row signing a, a Christmas card saying, thank you. Because at, uh, at Rhema, they, they uh, send materials free of charge to the prisons. If anyone asks, they'll send books and and back at that time, it was cassette tapes and different things into the prisons. And they said, you know, uh, there was, he said, the card was full of signatures and greetings and, and thanks. And, and he said, this is from, they said, that we used to call, they used to call this death row, but now they call it hallelujah row. Uh -huh. <laughs> because so many had gotten born again. And, you know, they're still waiting to pay the penalty, the natural penalty that the government had placed on them for a crime they did commit. <laughs> uh, at least I hope they did. You know, it, we won't get into that. But, um, but it changed death row. Why? Because the love of God, it's far, it reaches farther. It goes further. It can reach death row. Why? It doesn't matter what they did in the past. God's love, once it touched their heart and they received it, everything changed on the inside for them. Glory to God. And their life might still be headed in a certain direction, but they're going to die knowing where they're going. Glory to God. And they're going to reach a glory world. Praise God faster than some of the rest of us. But that's all right because they, they were just saying to Brother Hagin, thank you for preaching the word. Thank you for sending that into us. Our lives are changed. Amen. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Amen. God so loved the world. He, he gave his son. Hallelujah. So number one, God loves the world. Yes. And if we want to know this love, then our perspective needs to be God's perspective. And when we see people, we need to see them with the love of God. God loves it. You know, if someone's being ugly to you at work, you got to look at them like God loves this person. Yes. Right. Oh, 
the love of God can well up on the inside of you and bubble up. Hallelujah. Before I got saved, when I met Christians that were full of God, they looked different. They talked different. They seemed a little funny to me. There was a, a family that came to my church. Yes, my church. I went to church on Sundays. You know that. I went to church growing up, and yet we weren't born again. And there was a family that came to my church, and oh my goodness, it was so interesting because we'd go home and talk about them when we got home. Did you see how happy that? Why are they always so happy? Why are they always so, they're just so nice. It's almost like something's oozing out of them. We didn't understand it. We talked about it. And actually, I'll be honest, sometimes we made fun of it. They're just, they're just goofy. They're just so nice. What is that? Well, once I got born again, I realized what that was. That was the love of God that was oozing out of them and, and slopping over onto some of us that didn't know that love yet. Hallelujah. It changes your makeup when you're walking. And, and we saw in Ephesians 3 there that when we start to know and comprehend this love, it allows us to be filled with all the fullness of God. Why? Because he is love. Amen. Hallelujah. And so there's, there's this, the more we understand and the more we look to and the more we look at the world through his eyes, of what he did and how he loves people, mm, we start to be full of God. There was a, a man we traveled with when we were younger. Uh, his name was Lanny Cox. Played saxophone next to, with my husband. Uh, there was two saxophones in the group we were with. And Lanny, we traveled on a, it was a tour bus, you know, one of those custom buses. And a, a semi was a pretty big outfit. And so we'd have to stop at these rest areas or truck stops to fuel the bus and the truck and everything like that. And so it would take a while to fuel those babies. So we always had about at least 20, 30 minutes in the, in the truck stop to get your snacks and everything for your trip. And um, so we'd all go in, use the bathroom, get our snack, go back to the bus. And we're waiting to go. But then we'd always look around and say, where's Lanny? Where's Lanny? He's still in the truck stop again. What's he doing? He'd, I mean, almost every time we had a stop, he would find somebody. And he would sit there and he'd start telling them about Jesus. Oh, God. I, he cornered me a couple times and I was born again. <laughs> but he'd sit there and he'd say, you know, God... God loves you. He, he loves you so much. And tears would start streaming down his face as he was recognizing and understanding the love that God had for the person he was talking to. God loves He loves you. And when he was saying that, and as the tears were streaming down his face, that that awareness of the love of God and the presence of God would start to manifest and sit on that person. And he'd lead them to Jesus. So you, you, want, you want God. You want to know him, right? And they'd be like, uh-huh. 
And you know, so we're like, where's Lanny? Oh, he's leading somebody to the Lord again. <laughs> and he'd come on, you know, and we're like, who'd you talk to? And he's like, oh, the waitress in the, in the restaurant there. She, she, God loves her. And he'd just lead them to the Lord. But what, what, why did they always say yes? Because the love that he knew about and was able to express to them became real to them. It showed up because he understood it. Praise the Lord. Brother Lanny's in heaven now, and I just, I can't even imagine. He's probably still doing that up there. God, God loves you so much. You know, he probably, you know, when I go see him up in heaven, Sister Amy, you know, God loves you. I know, Brother Lanny, I know. (laughs) But I mean, he's just, he's so fellowshipped with God. And he so knew the agape Mm -hmm. that God had for the world that he didn't stop scanning wherever he was. And once his spirit directed him to somebody, boom, there he was. There was no, uh, you know, we didn't read in 1 John 4 there, but it says perfect love casts out fear. For there's no fear in love. He had absolutely no fear to go up and tell somebody about how God loved him. Why? Because he was full of the love of God. Yes, he, he had a comprehension of the breadth and the height and the length and the depth. And, and he knew that love that passes understanding to the point where they need that love. And it doesn't matter what they say back to me. I'm going to stand there and help them understand what they need to know. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so... When we start to um, pray these, we can pray these prayers for us. Lord, help me to understand this. And one of the things that's going to open up to us is the world. When we walk into a place, we're not just going to get cereal and milk. We're going to see if there's anybody there that God directs us to, to share the love of God with. And I understand um, this past year, there's been a, hiatus in actually having personal interaction with strangers. But that ought not to be our mantra from now on. It cannot be for the church. I don't care if you're still wearing a mask when you go out um, because of the governor or whatever. There's still the love of God presses past that. The love of God looks at people's lives and hearts and understands they they need Jesus. And, and so if we're going to know and comprehend this love, it's going to stretch us further past some of our comfort zone, if you will, or past our, what our flesh might like to do <laughs> to reach, to reach those that love God. So when we, when we ask God to help us understand these things, the first thing uh, I see, he, he loves the world. He loves those that don't know him yet. Those who may, you know... He loves the religious leaders that spit in Jesus' face when Jesus was going to the cross. He, he loved everyone, and that's why he sent Jesus. Amen. And our job as the church is to understand and comprehend this love. Amen. The second area I see, or a group of people, if you want to say it that way, that he loves, 
He loves his church. Yes, praise God. Amen. He loves his church. And if we're to walk in the same love that God has, because God is love, and if we're to be full of God, we will have a love for his church. Universally, but then locally. We'll, we'll love the place where we can come and not be harassed and helpless. We'll love the place where we have a pastor because God loves this place. We'll love the place where God has put us to keep us safe. We'll love this place enough to, to tell others, you, you need to come to the, you need, you need to get to your place. You need to get to, you know, there are, like, like uh, Reverend Joel was saying in the offering, there are tons of Christians out there who think, I, I don't. I can do this on my own. I don't need church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn, uh, are you still in Ephesians? No. He, Ephesians 5. Look at Ephesians 5. Turn there for me, if you would. He loves his, he loves his church. Mm-hmm. He loves his church. Ephesians 5, so very interesting. I mean, he, he continues through Ephesians to talk about being full filled with the Spirit and, and, and full of God. And then he starts going in, he talks about husbands and wives. And he talks about how they're supposed to behave one towards another. And it's so interesting, in verse 25 of Ephesians, it says, husbands, love your wives. Well, that's good advice, right? <laughs> husbands, love your wives. But look at this. They're supposed to love their wives in a particular way. As Christ loved the church. He loves his church. How do we know? He loved the church and gave himself up for her. He not only died for all those in the world that don't know him yet. He died for all of those, all of us that do know him. He died so we could have a church. Ha! He died so we could have a place to come and learn about him and worship him and be a part of the body of Christ. That's one of the reasons he died. He gave himself up for the church. He loves his church. And if we're to be walking in that agape, that love of God, we too must Love his church. Yes, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's important to him. Amen. And so it's important to me. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, um, so that he might present her. And then it goes on, and in verse. In verse 28, it says, In the same way husbands should love their wives as their own body, who who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. Christ nourishes and cherishes the church. Think we should too, huh? Amen. Christ nourishes and cherishes his church. 
is important to him. It's important to him how we treat the church. It's important to him how we treat the neighboring churches, those in, it, it's important to him how we, uh, and, and when I say how we treat it, I mean, what emphasis is, is the church in our life, right? You know, what emphasis is it to us? Because Christ loves it, we're to love it. Because Christ loves it, we're to love it. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. To know the love that passes understanding. Amen. The breadth, width, length, depth, height. I don't think that we as a church have, see, have seen the whole totality of how much God loves his church right. and how important it is to him, mm -hmm. how important it is to him. He wants the body of Christ. He wants us all strong. Yes. And he placed the church in the earth for us to gain that strength that we need Amen. to reach the world, which he loves. Amen. Hallelujah. He knows what he's doing. Ha! Glory to God. Christ loves the church. And the third, uh, the third area that he loves, and uh, we're, we're certainly not going to even scratch the surface of that today. Uh, maybe we'll get to it again next week. But he loves us. He loves you. He loves me. He loves everyone individually. Amen. Not just as the church, not just as the world, but let's take it right down to you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loves me. He loves me. Mm -hmm. You're in Ephesians. Let's, let's go back to Ephesians 3. It's all right this morning. Yes. Hallelujah. He loves me. Amen. He loves you. Verse 16, he's praying according to the riches of his glory that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I want to read verse 19 to you in the Amplified Translation. The Amplified Translation says this, that you may really come to know Practically, yes. through what? Experience for yourself. Experience for yourself. Amen. The love of Christ. Mm -hmm. He wants you to experience his love for yourself. Yes. And this love is, it starts the moment, well, it started before you got born again, but you started to realize about the love of God. The moment you got born again, something on the inside of you, whoa, changed everything on the inside. What was that? The love of God came, boom, on the inside and recreated you. You became, you went from death to life. Ha, huh? in a moment, you went from darkness 
to love. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't stop there. Mm -hmm. It keeps growing and getting bigger. And we are to, he wants us to experience for ourselves Amen. this love, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. What does that tell me? Just hearing about it and processing it mentally will never get you to where he wants you to be. That's right. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I knew John 3.16 before I was born again. I could quote John 3.16 before I was born again, but I didn't experience his love for myself before I was born again. It's different. Why? Because it's on the inner man, inside of you. The love of God. He loves you. Amen. He loves me. Everybody say, he loves me. He loves me. Just like those people on death row got born again. I mean, it, the past is so far removed from you right now. Why? Because God's love mm, changed everything the moment you started walking in it. That you may practically, through experience for yourselves, know the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. This is a prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. I double dog dare you to pray this for yourself. Father, help me. Help me really come to know practically through experience for myself the love of Christ. Brother Hagen, he saw these prayers in Ephesians, and we'll finish up with the story. Don't worry, we're, we're here. Um, he, he started praying the prayer in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. He started praying those prayers for himself every day, sometimes several times a day. He said whenever he thought about it, whenever it came up to him, and at that point he was pastoring a church, and the parsonage that they lived in was right next to the church. He said he kept his Bible open in the church just uh, right there on the steps to the platform. He kept his Bible open to these prayers in Ephesians. He said whenever he thought about it, he would just walk over in there. He would bow, bow like uh, Paul said, I bow my knees. He would just kneel there to where his Bible was open and he'd pray these prayers. He did that, he said, for six months. He did it for a, a full winter. And he said, after praying those prayers for that length of time, just honestly asking God to enlighten his eyes, give him revelation, help him to understand and know the love of Christ. He said, the word of God just came alive to him. And he started seeing things that he had never seen before. And God started teaching him things that he just didn't comprehend before. To the point where he came in and told his wife, what in the world have I been preaching? all these years <laughs> because God was showing him so much and the word became alive to him. Why? He asked for it. He asked for it mm -hmm. and he got it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if you pray anything according to his will, 
we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we ask. And so we can ask God, help me to know this. Practically, for experience, for, through experience for myself, this love. I said, I, I, have a, I understand a measure of it, but I want to know more. I want to have more. I want to experience more of your love. Glory to God. And I promise you, if you start honestly asking God to help you understand and reveal that to you, wow, the world's going to open up to you. Amen. We're going to be sitting there waiting for you to get out of the truck stop like Brother Lanny. Because <laughs> you're, you're going to be sharing the love of God with somebody. We're like, come on, Jesse, it's time to go. What? Why? Because you started to understand this love that far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. You've got experience with the love of God. Hallelujah. And it's oozing out of you. It's pouring out of you. And it's starting to drip off onto others. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? The love of God. I want you to come to know and to believe. Have faith in the love of God that extends to the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It extends to the church. Hallelujah. It extends to us. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the love. We're so grateful for the agape love of God. We're so thankful that you've loved us before we even knew you. We're so thankful. And we ask you today, Father, that you would help us to really come to know that love for, with experience for ourselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we could understand and know the love of Christ in greater ways, in greater degrees, in greater measures than we've ever experienced it before. And we thank you, Father, for helping us take that to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Dismissed.